0: What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the show about sports. I'm your host, Griffin Brock, as most of you know. I'm back today as I wanted to do another episode rather quick after the first episode not because I wanted to, but because I felt like I had to with the crazy amount of movement that is going on in college football. So I hope everyone is having a great weekend, but if you clicked on this podcast, there's a chance you're a little bit sad about the college football landscape, especially people in and around my circle, because we're all a bunch of Pac-12 fans, so we're watching uh, the Pac-12 fall apart right before our eyes. The Conference of Champions is uh, seemingly no more, and so, in this episode today i just want to jump into that topic and kind of give everyone a breakdown of what's going on my opinions on it why it's happening what's kind of the next steps and kind of how i'm feeling about super conferences right around the corner we look at the pro pro football model and we think no way college would ever move to that but seemingly could be heading down that way and that's not tomorrow but that's in 10 15 20 years as these uh giant conglomerates of media determine the outcome of the sports that we love so thank you to everyone that downloaded the first episode i really appreciated it i honestly was really surprised with how many people enjoyed it so thank you again so much for that and if you like this one think about liking it giving it a review rating the podcast and whatever you get your podcast this is now live on apple Podcasts, spotify and google Podcasts. so enjoy it on any of those uh three entertainment platforms and Yeah, I don't want to waste any more of your time because you're here to hear about college football. So, let's jump into it. Okay, college football, specifically the Pac-12, it's just, it's sad, and it's sad for multiple reasons. I, myself, am a Pac-12 fan, specifically a Washington State fan, so all of you that want to pour one out for us Washington State fans please please do take a moment and do that I'm also an alum of Washington State so that's where I get my love from so it's sad to see that at the time of this posting on Sunday that maybe even on Monday we might not have a home still and again people are saying Pac-12 you still have a home but there's four of us remaining so they're not gonna play a season like that in 2024 so we're gonna go somewhere so let's jump into things here so Kind of what's going on and why did this happen right now? So if you think about the deals out there that are going on with these cable provide, these channels and stuff like ESPN and Fox and NBC and CBS, they've all locked up massive deals with the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and Big 12. But the Pac-12 was the last one looking for a new deal. And if you could tell, we don't have a deal lined up for the 2024 season. Why that is the case is because nobody wants the product that the Pac-12 is shilling out. That is because of years of mismanagement years prior, like multiple, before I even knew what college football really was, these media deals are five to 10 years minimum that they sign with these kind of conglomerates. And so the Pac-12 kind of, Did it to itself maybe unintentionally because they thought the demand for the product would be higher, but unfortunately that demand did not last. So essentially what happened was they bought, they decided let's not, because of when the court case that happened a long time ago, um, Back in 1984, when it was like the Oklahoma Board of Regents Supreme Court case, whereas schools won the ability to sell their broadcasting rights, that essentially gave the PAC-12 the ability and every other conference the ability to kind of do whatever they want and decide how they want to distribute their platform. And unfortunately, the PAC-12 decided to make their own network, which we know is the PAC-12 network, and they thought a lot of people would subscribe to that. And unfortunately, if you weren't on the West Coast, you didn't. And even if you were on the West Coast, you really didn't because you weren't even that big of football fans. I mean, you think about football and specifically college football, it's all about the South. It's all about the middle and it's all about kind of the Northeast, but not really the Northeast, like still the Midwest slash Southern region. So the demand wasn't there. So everything was crumbling, crumbling, crumbling down. So the highest kind of TV revenue drivers were seeing the writing on the wall and those two were usc and ucla they saw last season where everything was headed and decided let's jump ship and get to the big 10 so they made the first move last year so all these moves happening now were kind of everyone else seeing the writing on the wall and following suit and the big 10 big 12 and everyone else in between was kind of ready for it so cal no ucla and usc i know we all make fun of it because we watch the games, us Pac-12 fans, we watch the games and we notice there's nobody in the stands specifically for UCLA. And that's because their stadium's not very close to where they go. But also you know, Southern California people. They don't they only care about the waves and hanging out and partying. They don't actually care about their football. The real fans of UCLA are the older generations that watch on the TV. And so they do still have that tele, that television kind of catch. And they're usually borderline top 25 team just like usc's coming in almost uh, ranked in the top 10 this year to start so both of these teams were kind of the big names the california teams just like the lakers are in the nba you know they kind of make up the west uh western division california will always kind of have that sphere of sports and media so they made that jump and then this year the other teams that were kind of seeing the writing on the wall those being Colorado that made the first move. And again, people are like Colorado's been irrelevant for the past decade. And that's true. They really haven't done anything great in college football in a while. They've had some moments, but I mean, they went 1 in 11 or something like that last year. Nobody would have thought that would have happened. This would have they would have been able to make the move to the Big 12, but why that is the case? Well, because they picked up a man named Deion Sanders who not only turned around Jackson State but then came in and completely revamped Colorado into a huge conglomerate and I expect them to do great things and they also already had a tie to the Big 12 because they had come over from the Big 12 previously to the Pac-12. Now. Who knows how long that's going to last how long Deion sanders will last there i imagine it will be longer than what he did at uh jackson state but we'll see so that's why they made the move it was also geographically made sense for them to jump back to the big 12 as that's the closest to them and then we see teams like oregon and washington they made then the third move of this decision oregon and washington are national brands as much as we want to say like, well, what's the difference, you know, between Washington State or Oregon State or Cal or Stanford? Well, there's a couple of differences. Oregon's a national brand. They have Nike. They have, you know, they've kind of been in the college sphere and been in the college football playoffs a couple of times. Like they are a major brand. And then Washington is located in the heart of downtown Seattle. I mean, it's the tech hub. It's kind of the California north, but with crappier weather, as I know, living in Washington myself. So... They just have a good history in college football and have kind of been like Oregon's partner in this kind of leading the Pac-12. So they were like, hey, we've played a couple Big Ten teams in these past couple seasons. We've hung around. We've played well. We've even beat some of them, being Oregon, beating Ohio State. So that was an easy move for the Big Ten to want to take them due to they're going to be able to be in the top 25. They're going to be able to play huge games against Ohio State and Michigan and Purdue and teams like that. So that was obviously going to be the next two moves as they were kind of the two teams left that were going to be able to carry the load of the Pac-12 and at that point it was like the Pac-9 um but they didn't want to take the deal that was on the table so before I go into the other schools I kind of wanted to talk about the deal that was kind of presented to try to keep the Pac-12 alive and that was Apple coming in which a lot of people speculated they would And when they said come in, they said basically trying to take over the Pac-12 network and make it the Apple network of the Pac-12 in a sense. But none of the teams wanted to take that because they just watched 10 years go down the drain where they thought demand was going to be high. It was only going to grow, but it only got worse on the Pac-12 network. So why would a subscription model? continue to work on apple it would almost be harder to get because now you're going through apple people are already paying for a ton of subscriptions they don't want another one to watch pac 12 games where they play games at seven o'clock at night on the west coast which is 10 p.m on the east coast where most people watch sports so it just wasn't gonna the deal wasn't worth it the teams Oregon's and washington's and colorado's and usc and ucla had already decided but they want to be where the big games are they want to be where they're going to be seen they want to be relevant and they want to battle and stay uh in those rankings so they turned down that offer clearly and decided to go to the big 10 so those two teams moved on so now we have other news that came up over the weekend which was or later friday evening was arizona arizona state and utah joining the big 12 got announced now This one I have a little bit more issues with because being a Washington State fan, I'm like, come on, we're giving Arizona and Arizona State the nod. I mean, I remember when I was a freshman at uh, Washington State and my dad and I were watching, you know, the dad's weekend, father's weekend on campus. It was actually against uh, Arizona and it was, you know, Luke Falk was still tossing it around for those that know Washington State football and we were kind of a dominant team with Mike Leach and at that time Arizona came to town and we beat them I'm not even kidding you can look it up like 71 to 3 or something like that it was the most lopsided game I've ever watched in college football history and that was like six years ago you know so I don't want to hear this Arizona's relevant no they're not they're even last year they were like five and ten or something like that so I don't want to hear this these are big names big brands what it really came down to was geographical sites and the big 12 is trying to make up for losing Oklahoma and Texas at the end of this year because they're going to the SEC and that's like their major brand so that is why the Big 12 picked these teams up because Utah has been relevant and been in the top 25. That's kind of their biggest pickup. But Arizona and Arizona State are kind of they're within that bracket and they're kind of the last breadcrumbs of the Pac-12 where you can kind of get major cities and major entities to come over. Because not only college football for Arizona is is bad, but in college basketball, they're actually good. So that's probably what they're thinking in the Big 12 because they're like, "Hey, we want your teams to come over. We want these, you know, rivalries in the Big 12." But uh I don't know. I don't I don't love it because oh, what are we going to love Arizona Kansas every year? Yes, for a college b- basketball fan, we will, but yeah, I kind of got peeved at that cuz i just think washington state is a a better team to be able to join but again it doesn't come down to better teams or anything when you're in pullman washington you're kind of in the middle of nowhere so that's an unfortunate disadvantage as much as it's fun as an advantage for a college so at the end of the day what you just heard was television runs college sports and we've known this but it only becomes more and more true now because these teams won those court cases back in the day to be able to sell their broadcasting rights and their broadcasting rights just keep going up in value and so these big entities are paying big bucks to have them join so that's that's kind of what it comes down to and at the end of the day We're watching the Pac-12 disintegrate, so these big entities like ESPN and Fox are able to get these teams to join these conferences and talk. Again, the conferences made the decision to bring these teams in, but you can't say that that these networks weren't in those meetings as well kind of helping the pitch. Because they were able to bring these teams in without having to pay full price for them essentially because their tv deal was already running out they didn't really have a place to go there wasn't good options so they had all of the leverage now you'll be able to see the ter- the terms of the payments aren't very clear what's going to happen the only clear one is colorado is joining the big 12 and that's straight with full shares so they'll earn 100 percent of the revenue the same way as every other team and that's probably because they are the fastest growing team in college sports and the big 12 needs them with the Deion sanders effect i think it's only going to be profitable for both sides but washington and oregon i doubt they're going to get full shares to start because they're coming in without any leverage so they have to take what they want and it's a long-term play they don't want They're not going to come in and make the same amount of money as all the other team. They'll get partial shares kind of like what Rutgers and Maryland did back when they joined the Big Ten uh, previously. So that's kind of the little bit of like a scoop of some stuff that you don't hear about. You just hear like the headlines and stuff. And for those that follow like sports channels and other uh, analysts like I do, you've probably heard some of this. So again, I'm sorry if I'm repeating things that you've heard. But for the mass majority of people, they just think, Things are happening because they're happening, and that's just how it works. But unfortunately, there's a lot more that goes into it. So what's kind of next for the pack four that remains? And I wanted to do this because I wanted to get my predictions out to continue to you know, establish that credibility. And again, I could be completely wrong, and then you all are going to laugh at me, but I'd love to take a guess at where I think these two team, these four teams are going, and I don't think it's a hard guess because there's only a few spots where they can go. You look at Stanford and you look at Cal – and they are you know national institutes of not only academics but also have had you know some good times in college sports specifically college football back in the day so yes they might be down mismanagement you know tradition has kind of fallen off in those organizations but they're big names and so not only for football but for other names they're they're top end sports so i expect them to get picked up by the big 10 in the future as in this week or the coming weeks because they wouldn't i wouldn't expect them to go down to the minor leagues we're not seeing state uh the main schools of states going down we're seeing the state schools go down so that's where we get oregon state and washington state a lot of people are making fun of those two teams and my team in particular about who are you guys like what's your guys' history, and that's just kind of rude because you know our history. You know we've been illustrious. You know we've had Mike Leach and Gardner Minshew. We almost made the playoffs one year as Washington State, and Oregon State might be the most up-and-coming Pac-12 team uh, right now. But unfortunately, I think they're headed down to the Mountain West. And I say down as it seems like an insult, but that's just what it is. There's the Power Five, and now it's about to be the Power Four conferences, and then there's everyone else. It's Everything else is technically down you see this every year in the college football rankings the scheduling etc so i'm not trying to be rude to the mountain west and i'm excited that if that's where we go it'll be great because there is some great competition in there like boise state who's had an illustrious uh, kind of organizational career but i just it's sad to see it i'm excited maybe we can compete for the conference title right off the bat if we join them in 2024 and as well as oregon state so We will see, but I doubt we will be able to keep as many recruits as we have uh, on both ends after a switch like that because everyone will want to go play for the big schools or the big conferences, even though they're not the big schools. So that is what is happening in the Pac-12, and those are my predictions right there. But the bigger thing that we need to talk about is where is everything going right now? Do these conferences really want to build you know 20 team leagues you know conferences no they don't but college football is moving in a way that it's kind of leaving the NCAA behind and what I'm saying is they might build out their own entity and when I say that I don't mean tomorrow and I don't mean next year I mean everyone is moving towards the pro sports model that's what bigger games better teams that's the model that works and that's what everyone wants to watch so i would be terrified if i was a team in one of these conferences like the sec when you're a vanderbilt yes they have a great baseball program but that almost loses money for their college because of how much uh much the college football landscape kind of dominates college sports and so if you're a lower team when media deals run out for the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC, you might get left behind in the dust then. I know everyone's on their high horse, tradition, it's going to mean something. I don't think it will. What I think is going to happen is we're slowly making our way to a AFC-NFC uh, conference structure. And how that would work out is all these deals are going to end They're going to slowly continue to consolidate, and I think the Big Ten is being the smartest out of all the conferences. Yeah, they're shilling out a lot of money and taking on a lot of burden, but if you want to be the head of college football one day, they might be the head of college football with the SEC would be my assumption on the end as I – with the Big 12 losing Texas and Oklahoma, that conference is the new Pac-12, for lack of a better word. They're going to to deteriorate. I mean, what, is Kansas – gonna bring people to their seats is uh, colorado really gonna change the dynamic and take over what texas had no because texas has years of legacy and oklahoma has years of legacy so i expect what to happen is if you don't finish in the top 25 ranks you're on the chopping block that's kind of how i expect it but what's going to happen is kind of like what happened in the pac 12 the conferences are going to eat each other alive in the sense that you guys are going to have super tough schedules where you're playing each other so nobody's going undefeated anymore because you're going to be playing such harder games which might be good for the sport because you know it can get a, get a little boring when there's games that are just Alabama beating Vanderbilt by 54 or, or Missouri just coming in and getting stomped out of conference kind of games so I expect there to be a lot more teams beating each other a lot more upsets but that's in like the grand scheme of things as we continue on i really think overall when we look at college football there's only like the blue bloods and i kind of talked about this in my last podcast where since 2000 only one team out of the top 10 won the national title in like 20 years so those are the teams that matter and they want to put those teams all in the same conference and so i expect it to eventually be the big 10 versus the sec that would be the end goal for college football in terms of revenue generating because at the end of the day, money is all that matters. The people that get screwed the most are the fans, and unfortunately that's kind of how it always is in all sports because they try to do that balancing act, but they will do a great PR campaign to try to remind everyone that this will be better and this will be cool. But I'm sad because I love the Washington State-Washington Apple Cup rivalry. I love the Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State. I love those California battles. I don't even know what they're called, but they're always fun to watch. So, what's next? What's next is we enjoy this last season. We all sit back and we enjoy the rivalries and the historical battles that we love. Our teams make the best push they can to try to win a a college football playoffs before it gets unlimitedly harder. And if you're a bad team, maybe you start putting money into your program because I'd rat you'd rather see your your organization put money in to try to get better and get cut later down the line than not put money in and just let it slowly die out like we kind of saw in the Pac-12 so and that's what's funny is the organizations like Washington State and Oregon say put a lot of money into it they became high-end organization they were able to bring in more and more people and compete at such a high level like we talked about but it just didn't matter at the end of the day because it's a tiny college it's the most college town I've ever been to. Um, and that's just how, you know, the money falls. So I want to get everyone else's thoughts on all of this. I know I threw a lot of information at you. But yeah, that's kind of how I wanted to keep it short too so you guys could just get the low down and then continue on with your day instead of listening to another hour of other topics here. So let me know what you think. Let me know where your team's at. And definitely if you haven't liked, follow, subscribe to the channel uh, here or the podcast. I don't know why I said channel like it's a YouTube channel. So follow along. Let me know what you think. And uh, have a great rest of your day.